welcome to the Confident Like a Mother podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Norwood, a wife, mom of two, a life coach, and a counselor. But above all these titles, I'm a human who is so passionate about helping other moms feel alive and confident. My mission with this podcast is to help you, the human, reconnect with yourself and your identity beyond being a mom. On this show, I'll share moments and stories and interviews and expert strategies to manage your mindset and take small action until you are living a life that you are so obsessed with. I feel that becoming a woman who is happy and peaceful and confident is the most inspiring thing we can do for ourselves. One of my favorite things to watch is other women win, including you. Welcome to the show. What's up, friends? And welcome back to a new week and a new episode of Confident Like a Mother. How are you doing? Today is the day. This is dropping the day after Halloween. So I hope that this just gives you a little a little jolt back to life if you were out late last night or trick-or-treating or partying in your neighborhood, like whatever. I hope that you had a really fantastic time if that's something that you do and celebrate. Um, I know that we are going to be going out and trick-or-treating and it's always fun. I feel like Halloween became fun again because I have two little girls. I think it's like the best thing ever. And of course, like how could you not? You're walking around at dark and you're like with friends that you don't get to see all the time if you're like going out in your neighborhood and you're getting free candy. Like, I mean, who would not be excited about that? Even if all the moms are zombies today, I know that you had a blast with your kids last night. So I'm going to make today super short and very straight to the punch. And I'm going to be talking to you about just how to feel better and your overall day-to-day living. And I'm going to share three easy steps in order to do that. And here's one thing I want you to think about when you're listening to this episode is when you look at your life as it currently is right now, like how you live on a day-to-day basis, how you feel on a day-to-day basis, how would you evaluate your current life? How would you evaluate your current circumstances? Do you have your answer? Okay. When you're thinking about that, I also invite you to think about now, how could you make it even better? So if you're like, yeah, my life is great. I love my life. I have a great marriage. I'm so happy with my kids. Like I take really great care of myself. I always make myself a priority. If that is you, A to the fucking men, and I see you, sister, I'm like cheering and rooting for you all the way. And is there a possibility for you to even expand even further or grow even more and feel even more fulfilled, even more confident, even more joyful? in your life right now. Or perhaps you're listening to this and you're a mama that's like always stressed, always overwhelmed, kind of just living in default or an overdrive and is numb to really what's going on, but you think that you can't get yourself out of it or you've tried several different ways in order to make yourself a priority or to find time or to find energy and like you're just really struggling right now. This episode is also for you. So working as a coach for moms in particular, I'm always trying to make everything simpler. I'm always trying to simplify my teachings and hopefully make challenging concepts even more digestible. And that is the intention of today's episode. But before I dive into the actual strategies that I'm going to be sharing today, I want to provide a little context on how feelings are actually created, especially if you are a new listener. Welcome. I'm so freaking pumped you're here. But if you've been listening for a long time, you know that our thoughts in our head are what create our feelings. 
And the thoughts in our head are oftentimes just opinions that we have, and they're usually biased, and they're usually based on past experiences or patterns that we've been stuck in for a really long time, and they're usually unconscious. And this is why I like to call them automatic thoughts. So when you have an automatic thought, that thought creates a feeling. That thought is exactly what creates your feeling. So no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, it's the thought that creates the feeling, not the circumstance. And if you've been a longtime listener again, or if you've been working with me in a confident like a mom coaching capacity, you know this method very, very well. This is not new information, but it's always so powerful to revisit this foundational concept. So that concept being our thoughts create our feelings based on what we think. Most of us, however, contribute our feelings to the circumstances that we find ourselves in and we skip that thought step. I think the most impactful part about being a coach, at least from my observation as the coach, is helping my clients practice doing the inner work. So being able to move to a better understanding of what's going on internally for you and then becoming more conscious of how you can like step into your own emotional maturity where you begin to take full responsibility for creating your own emotions rather than believing that something outside of you has created your feelings. So when you don't know how to do this, when you don't know how to step into the emotional maturity of taking full responsibility of creating your own feelings, it might sound something like this. Like you might say, my husband makes me so irritated or my kids make me feel so annoyed when they're arguing in the the car. And this is a good example of you attributing your feeling, you're feeling mad, you're feeling irritated to something that is outside of you, something that a person did instead of saying why you're mad or instead of saying that you're mad because of what you're thinking about your husband or you're irritated because of what you're thinking about your kids. And this isn't to say that you shouldn't think those thoughts or that you shouldn't feel those types of emotions because that's not what I'm saying at all. But often we get ourselves into this like negative emotional spiral over things that we actually don't even want to feel badly about. So what we can do instead is to take a look at the thoughts that are creating those emotions rather than attributing our feelings to someone else's behavior. So for example, something that I hear very, very often is like, um, this stage of motherhood is really stressful for me, or this age uh, of toddlerhood is really stressful. This is attributing the stress that you are feeling to something that is outside of your control. This is subliminally, like on the really unconscious level, this is implying that you somehow, you just like can't control how you're feeling or, you know, on this unconscious level that things are just like too out of your control for you to like rein the stress in. Hear this truth. Stress is always created by what you are thinking. That's it. Stress or fill in the emotion blank is created by what you are thinking. So let's say fill in the blank with you're feeling resentment towards your partner, you're feeling irritated towards your kids, you're feeling mad at your friend, you're feeling whatever. When you blame your emotion on something else, you need to like go a step back, like hit rewind and think about what are the thoughts you're having about the situation that's causing that feeling. That's the fix right there. Every feeling is kind of a choice because you can always choose to have a different thought. And I catch myself in this all the time. And I wanted to make everything really practical and easy. And I want to offer these three useful ways to start feeling better. And the first way is just that. It's change the words that you're using. So number one, change the words that you're using. So if you find yourself saying, I feel so irritated by my husband, try this instead. 
I'm feeling irritated because I'm thinking that my husband should have known that I needed more time to run my errands. Or if you are someone that is always saying, I'm just so stressed with this age of toddlerhood. I feel so stressed out with how my, you know, my kids are sleep regressing or whatever. You can try this instead. I'm thinking that this stage of toddlerhood is hard and that it shouldn't be. By doing this one little shift, notice how I just inserted the word I'm thinking or, you know, I'm irritated because of what I'm thinking. I'm irritated because I'm thinking that blah, blah, blah. Or I feel so pissed because I'm thinking that blah, blah, blah. I'm so stressed because I'm thinking that da, 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 da. When you start to attribute your feelings to how you've been thinking rather than the circumstance itself, it creates more agency, meaning you feel like you have a little bit more control over how you're feeling. And then the second thing I, I think that this creates more space between you and the actual circumstance. Like your circumstance isn't causing you to feel this way. The thoughts around that circumstance are what's actually causing you to think that way. And this also doesn't mean that you're never not going to feel mad or that you're not ever going to be annoyed anymore or that, that you're not ever going to be irritated. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But it means that you have the power to change the thoughts from the root rather than blaming how you feel on other things outside of you. And this is not just for negative emotions. It's also for positive emotions too, or more supportive emotions. So like your happiness doesn't come from the circumstance. Your feeling happy comes from a thought that you have because of the circumstance. So let's use like, you feel so happy because you won a million dollars on a scratch ticket. Well, no, that's actually not true. You feel so happy because the thoughts that you have around having that million dollars created that feeling of happiness. Do you see what I'm saying? It works for both. This is also something that I see so widely with my high school students is um, especially around being in a relationship. Like they think that they'll be happy like once the boy asks them out. I'm just talking about high school girls or high school boys. It's like once they're in a relationship, then they'll feel happy. But something I always teach is that your happiness does not come from another person or being in a relationship with another person. And as moms, your happiness does not come from kids that are perfectly well-behaved all the time or a house that looks like Pinterest perfect or um, a marriage that is is really healthy and makes you happy. Like your happiness comes from you. You create your happiness based on the thoughts and the mindset that you have. So even if you have like no material things, like if you have absolutely zero, zero money, you don't have a house, like you could still be so freaking happy. And I know that's probably hard for you to wrap your head around because we live in a culture, we live in a society that is forcing us or that has us thinking that we need all of the things in order to feel happy, in order to feel confident, in order to feel alive, in order to feel like we are worthy or that our life is interesting. But that's actually not true, which brings me to number two. The second strategy that I want to share with you is pick your destination, Pick how you want to feel. Choose what you want to feel instead. And it's because default emotions that you have, they're so common. Like let's say you are constantly living in this like stressed state or you have constant feelings of anxiety or you know, you're constantly kind of feeling overwhelmed or constantly feeling resentment towards your partner or, or irritated or annoyed with your kids. Instead, I invite you to think about how would you like to feel about your life? 
So for example, let's say you decided that you wanted to start feeling more at peace and you wanted to be stressless. You wanted to just have like the sense of ease. How can you practice feeling peace right now in the life that you currently have? How could you find more peace? What would you be thinking? What would you be doing? What would you be saying? Who would you be hanging out with? How would you be feeling your body? How would you be with your family? What else would you be doing? Maybe what else would you no longer be doing? If you decided beforehand that you wanted to just feel more peaceful, what are the thoughts that you would need to be having right now in your current life in order for you to feel more peace? What would you need to believe to be true about yourself in order for you to feel less stressed and more alive? How would you be showing up to your day-to-day living if you decided that you were just going to feel peaceful today? So in my experience as a mom and a coach, I know for you too, you spend most of your time, a lot of your time worrying about or making sure that everybody else is cared for and is all set. But when we help everybody else doing what they need to do and making sure that everybody else is cared for, I would go out on a limb to say that you are doing all of this and you're doing all this at the expense of you yourself feeling good. This actually hurts you most because this is the reason as to like why you're showing up in your default emotions, whether that default emotion for you is overwhelm, stress, depleted, exhausted, annoyed, whatever. This becomes like the fabric of who you are. And then it slowly becomes like part of who you are on your day-to-day living and how people see you. And you might even feel like, I don't know, feeling even content or ease or peace or confidence, you might even feel like that is so foreign to you. Like you don't even know where to start. Like that is so far away from where you are. So this is your invitation to think about it differently. And like most things, when you try to do things differently, like let's just say you decide that you want to feel more peace, it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel uncomfortable. And this is the reason why most moms quit. This is the reason why most moms won't commit and stick with it. And this is the reason why most moms go back to their default of stress and overwhelm and annoyance and being too busy all the time. You have to get comfortable with feeling good. It's going to take a while for you to feel comfortable feeling good and making decisions that support that, having thoughts that support that you deserve to feel great about yourself. You deserve to have a life that you are obsessed with, but this is your opportunity to give yourself permission to do it anyways. Even when it feels weird and uncomfortable, do it anyways. Which brings me to my third strategy, which is self-compassion. This is simply saying to yourself, you can even place your hand on your heart for like that physical touch, that physical connection to help yourself have this unwavering knowing that things are hard and that you are capable. Like I see you, like it's like telling yourself, I see you, this is hard and you're capable. Sometimes you just can't outthink or you can't outcoach yourself out of a feeling. And sometimes you just need to feel the feeling, you need to have the emotion be there and you have to sit with it without trying to rush through it or without trying to resist it from emoting in your body. Like emotion really is just energy that lives in your body. And sometimes we can't get out of our own way and we just have to be there with it. And oftentimes anxiety pops up as a result of ignoring feeling a big emotion. 
once you let the emotion sit with you, like let's say disappointment or irritability, like once you let that sit with you and you can recognize what thoughts are creating that, let it happen. And then both feelings, the anxiety and the feeling that you don't want to feel, they dissipate. They go away. Or if nothing else, the energy shifts and you feel like you are back in control. And that's kind of what we're seeking all the time anyways. Like we want that feeling of control. Hence why the reason why we won't let those emotions come up, the sadness, the grief, the disappointment, the annoyance, the anger, whatever it is, those like quote unquote negative feelings, even though I hate using that. When we allow ourselves to feel and we can just be with ourselves without any judgment, that self-compassion piece that I'm talking about here in number three, This is something that I learned from my coach when I'm like always trying to rush my way out and avoid feeling disappointment. And I know that I should be feeling the disappointment when I feel super anxious. So they oftentimes will show up together, my anxiety and then like my resistance towards feeling disappointed. And when I, and my therapist as well was like, you just need to invite disappointment in and feel it. And I'm like, invite, like, what do you mean? She's like, really like envision it, like having disappointment show up at your door, you invite it in and you sit and you sit down and have coffee with it or you have tea with it or whatever you drink is what she said. And I'm like, oh, I just like don't know if I know how to do that. And she's like, but you do. And I was like, I know. And she's like, you not knowing how to do it is like your resistance to it. And I'm like, ah, you got me. You're like right inside of my brain. And it was really such a game changer for me to learn that about myself. When I feel super anxious, I'm probably avoiding or resisting feeling an emotion that I don't want to feel. So whatever, I just went off on a tangent there. But the third strategy is just be compassionate with yourself. See yourself, know that things can be hard, and then also believe, have this unwavering knowing that you are capable of handling anything that comes up. So with all of this being said, I know I'm titling this three easy ways to help feel better in your life. I want you to know that doing these three things, they're not like this small passive thing. To me, to me, these are like a non-negotiable. It's so important. It's a big deal for you to feel good. You feeling good is like the best choice that you can make, not only for yourself, but you feeling your best is the best choice for your family, for your relationship or your marriage, how you parent, it's good for your health even. And what I also want you to take away from this episode is that this episode doesn't mean that you need everything in your life to be going like so perfectly. You don't need everything to be going right in order for you to feel good. It's actually the opposite. It's actually knowing that everything in your life can feel like messy as fuck And this means that you get to, and rather you deserve to feel good about your life for like no reason at all. That's it. You get to feel amazing just because you get to feel amazing. And I know firsthand how much practice this requires, like still working on it every single day myself. And I can also attest to how powerful it can be for your life in general to have these strategies and to feel in control of your emotions and how you're feeling. When you prioritize feeling freaking good, the rest of your life falls into place in a way that 
I cannot describe. Like it's so unpredictable, but like in a nice way, unpredictable. And this is not to say that you're never going to have hard moments or that you're never going to have challenges because you will. But if you believe that you're able to handle anything that's thrown your way, that you're able to walk through challenges in a way that you feel so freaking proud of, that's what this episode is about. These are the three steps that I am doing in my own life. These are the three steps that I find are simple, but also really practical. And I'm dying to hear from you. I want to know if you're doing these or you're going to do these, one of these three steps, maybe all three of these steps, three of these strategies. And I want to know if it's working for you. So get up in the DMs, let me know what you think. And before I leave today's episode, I want to leave you with um, a couple of powerful thoughts that I use to always shift my brain back into like abundance and love. And those are these. One, today I'm creating space for joy. That's an easy one. I either say it when I'm driving to work, I say it when I'm on my way home from work, I always say it when I'm feeling in a funk, like I today I'm creating space for joy. Or something like, today I'm seeing the good in people. I always put that for my intentions in the morning. Today I'm choosing to see the good in people more than I'm seeing the bad. And then today I'm looking for what is right and I'm highlighting that. Today I'm looking for what is right and I'm highlighting that. But my favorite and easiest one that I go to and it's always a shift for me is today I'm creating space for joy. So I am dying to know, Which one of these thoughts are you going to borrow? Which one of these thoughts are you going to start integrating into your everyday life in order for you to start living confident like a mother? Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with me this week. I will never say thank you enough if you are a mom listening to this and you are so curious about what it would look like to work with me. I want you to get in my DMs or even secure a spot of a free consult with a link in the show notes of this episode. I cannot wait to meet you. As ever, please like, share, review this episode on Apple iTunes. It would mean the world to me to get this message out there to even more moms so they can also live confident like a mother. 